It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking off they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an optimal. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie, he's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So what a long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told y'all all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Tomorrow, need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the woe, and we so so silly with the flow. Somebody call a popo. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so too much love for the fame just to go broke. You said that I had the rap game and the troll card. No one think I got the whole world on the rope. Though. Gotta think of damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Insane Check Podcast. This is your host, Chris, here. And um, we're ready to get into, I was going to say your daily, uh, your weekly dose of insanity, but we're basically doing your. Bi-monthly dose of insanity, which we'll get into a little bit later. We're only doing these two, twice a month right now, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about the challenges involved with that. Um, joining me today on today's show is a voice that, if you're listening to any other shows on the MTR Network, you are no stranger to. I'm being joined by Shanna. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm good. I'm not planning on leaving the house at all today, so I'm very good. <laughs> I made I made plans to go hang out with my best friend Rice today at, at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'm like, uh, I haven't seen her for I haven't seen her like at all lately. Like we talk sometimes, but I haven't seen her like this. I don't think I've seen her. No, I've seen her this year because I went over to her house. But I was like, yo, you know, I just hit her up random. Was like, hey, you know, what? I haven't seen you in a while. We need to hang out and do something. So I was like, what are you doing on Saturday? So I was like, let's do it. And now I'm sitting here going like, oh, I don't want to leave the house right now because. <laughs> I'm. I, I want to apologize to people because I'm gonna be like. I don't feel like I'm on my A game today. It's like I'm not coming. I'm not sick. I'm just. I'm just tired, but yeah. not like sleepy tired. It's just. Um. Just everything. It's 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 like once up before like super depression <laughs> with all the shit that's going on the day, which is it just doesn't feel like anything's good. It's just all and it's it's just like all like. I'm I'm tired of dealing with the same shit over and over again. Um, I have uh, anybody who's friends with me on Facebook. Uh, I um, I had a post about uh, Billy Porter, and if you're now friends with me on Facebook, you'll actually see my uh, my avatar, which is me uh, with the smiley Chris face on on Billy Porter's body with his cape, because I really believe that um, everybody talk about him in the in the in the dress at the Oscars, but I feel like the cape is the the, the outfit that actually won the award season for him. Because I mean, it's a cape. Like who can't who doesn't like somebody with a cape? It's like 
was fucking awesome. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was just weird because I was seeing all this pushback from some people. I'm gonna focus again this time on black men. And 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 some black women. Let's just focus on black people for this time because I always get on white people about this. Um, who for some reason were just so offended and upset that you know people were giving Billy Porter as gay black man props for the way he dressed and his outfits, even though I, I saw these four outfits he wore at four different award ceremonies, and they were all. I mean, if we're gonna be honest here, they were all fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just well, mm, there was that one that was like that brown suit with the bow and I just would have went with a slightly different material because that that material puckers mm, but other mm, than that mm, that's a good that's, a, that's a, you know what that is a valid critique and a valid point um at least you're not saying things like um he is it, this is part of the ongoing uh feminization of men <laughs> like I, I got some random on my timeline that he finally came back today on a fucking Saturday um to kind of, I, I don't even understand the point he's trying to make. He's trying to make this point that, well, if we agree that images and culture can affect people and, and change people's minds, then we have to admit that young black men seeing Billy Porter and being like, I don't know where, I don't know where people get this information from. Like, he's basically saying that people are making it seem like uh, by giving Billy Porter props for what he's the way he, he, he dressed, that somehow it's, um, it's it's making him the ideal man, an ideal image of a black man. Which, I mean, okay, I, 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 not that there would be anything wrong with that, but it's like I haven't seen anybody actually do that. So, like, where is that? What are we talking about? What are we doing? Oh, it's part of the overrepresentation of 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 gay men on TV. Where? When? When? How are gay black men overrepresented on TV? Just mad because he looks sickening, and your fave could never. Right, I just, it's just one of those things that it, it, it it's, it's so annoying, and it's, it's just kind of draining. And which I can only imagine it being, and I'm, I'm straight, so I can only imagine what it means for people in the actual LGBTQ community to have to live with this day in and day out. Because it just feels like, I, as much as we say that things are changing and getting better, I kind of feel like they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just seems like some people are smart enough to say it out loud, you know, and, and people really, really do believe, um, and feel some type of way about seeing a man in a dress. And I just, for the life of me, can't understand, like, if you saw a man in a dress, it's not, if you don't like dick, you're not going to suck dick. Mm-hmm. I, like... And actually, to be honest, if I saw, if I was a young man, heterosexual or homosexual or questioning or whatever, and I saw a dude like Billy Porter dressing the way he dresses with that level of confidence, I just, I feel like, yay, that's great because it just means that I now know that if I want to experiment with my style, I can. It's it's weird because these are the same men who will be like, Prince was everything. He was a sex god. He was an icon. I, I don't understand. And it's like, 
he was because he played with style because he took risks. He played he, he played the guitar in high heels. Yeah. Like what are we? Like I don't understand it. Like well, what problem is with the imagery? Like listen, um, guys, I grew up in the eighties. Born in the eighties, so I grew up in the eighties, early nineties. Um, I grew up. I not only watched, but I played with He-Man dolls. If, if, <laughs> if there's not a more homoerotic imagery than He-Man, he's basically wearing um, his underwear with uh, some type of S and M like contraption on his chest. Oh, what are we doing? Why? Somehow that was okay. Somehow that didn't make you turn turn gay playing with He-Man dolls growing up. You know, which were they are. We called them action figures. They were dolls. You're dolls. <laughs> you play with dolls when you grow up. Um, that didn't make you gay, but kids today seeing Billy Porter in a dress is going to somehow make them gay. And and, and it's just this it's just this idea of people not understanding what homophobia is and what homophobic is. Oh, no, I'm not being homophobic when I say this. I'm just I just don't want you know there. I just don't want kids today to understand that this lifestyle is is. Is, is the correct lifestyle. I'm like, that's the definition of homophobia. Because one, you think that it's a lifestyle, not that they were born that way. And two, you think that even if it was a lifestyle, you would think that there's actually something wrong with it. Like, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing about the homophobia about this stuff, right? It's twofold. It's like, it's already wrong when they say it's a lifestyle. But if you if you then try to, okay, fine, let's concede that it's a lifestyle. It's not, but let's concede that. Um, What's wrong with it? Like, they're wrong on both fronts. Like, either way you cut it, they're wrong. And it's okay. just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't... I don't understand. I don't understand. What the fuck is wrong with you? And it's just having the dude pop up in my mind. It's a random dude. Not, uh, thankfully, nobody's my friends. But um, it was just like with that. And then I had our... our right actually was, was going off on, on Twitter because she said she had to get rid of some... Some some friends from high school, I mean from college, which I kind of figured they were probably the same friends I had to get rid of too on 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 <laughs> Facebook because they're still like, I I don't understand. I I don't understand how you can be our age and you're, you're getting to be your late thirties and still be homophobic in twenty eighteen. Like some of the people you went to college with, you now know have come out and are gay or are bisexual or are trans or are transgender. Like you 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 know this. So are you no longer cool with them now? Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I really don't. I, I, it's just, it's draining. It's draining. So between that and this everything else going on, you're just like, what the fuck? So, uh, anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason I am probably going to stay inside all day is because for most of January and February, if I didn't have outright work to be at work on a Saturday, I had events or something I was going to. So I think I'm just going to enjoy this Saturday where I have no one, nowhere to go and nothing to do. <laughs> um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I have been writing. I have not been doing enough writing, um, but I'm working on completing the first three scripts. Um, I, I added an additional 10 pages to my first script and I'm working on finishing the next two issues right now so I can get them to my artists. 
You talking about that's your, pretty you, much yeah, it. You're about, you gotta you gotta you gotta set it up. You, you didn't tell me. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. You know, I was like, I just assume I, I, people I, I know wait, this. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to kind of get in there and be like, explain to me. Like, <laughs> somebody listening who doesn't know you're writing a comic book, like. <laughs> I just assume people know this. So I'm writing a comic book. It's called Young God. Um, it. I have a Patreon, and I just want to right now on the air apologize to all of my Patreon members. Thank you for riding with me. I'm not somebody who updates a lot, um, just given my schedule and my craziness. Um, and usually when I update, it's just like about my writing process. Um, so like this week I posted a bunch of songs that are inspiring the stuff that I'm writing. So it's very process-based kind of updates. If you're like somebody who's like really interested in knowing about what it's like to write something. <laughs> super riveting um but yeah it's uh the concept of it is that this young muslim boy who lives in oakland finds out that he is the reincarnation of jesus and it's about him and his group of friends and it plays with gods and myth and the real world so that's what i'm working on and i'm super highly inspired by karen gillen's uh wick Wicked and Divine, which we just did a comic book book club on, and just my love of fantasy and my love of, I, I work with youth in Oakland, so I'm also very inspired by my kids. So. Hmm, that's good. Well, it's good to hear that it's, it's still coming along, and like I said, we'll make sure we put the links in the uh, show notes for you guys to support uh, Shanna and her patron, uh, so we can um, keep getting that out. Looking forward. Do you have a schedule for when you plan on having something ready i i don't i hesitate i hesitate to say i have a schedule <laughs> all right you know what? I every time i have a schedule it gets pushed back um by life um, say, yeah, so it's, it's like hard. i said i work with kids in oakland and i started a new job back in september i'm finally getting to the place where i'm like okay i understand the job now i'm here's all the things i need to change to make my job better and then we also just had a, a teacher strike in Oakland, mm. which heavily affected <laughs> what's been going on in my life. Um, but I think they reached a tentative agreement yesterday. So hopefully the teacher strike is over. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it's it's one thing when you're when you're when you're a creative, like life gets in the way. Especially when your life is is, is isn't hundred percent tied to what you're doing creatively. And it's two separate mm-hmm. things, like, and it's it's really, really, really hard. And like I said, I was telling, uh, started the show, almost was like, I came close to being like, yeah, I'm not doing the show today. <laughs> like, I'm tired. Don't feel like it. I don't feel. I don't feel funny. I don't feel like trying to talk about the news. The news is depressing. I don't feel like being serious. I just feel blah. You know, I, I just. When you're in your 30s, there is no better words that you can hear than. Yeah, I don't think we should do that thing today. Oh God, it's a great word. <laughs> like, I was waiting. I was. I was looking. I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was looking at emails. I was like, oh, Shana, I wonder if Shana's gonna tell me something <laughs> up and see if we got a delay, so I can fake. Like I'm like, oh no, are you serious? We got. <gasps> well, this is a shame. Well, I mean, I'll just move some things around, I guess, and we'll just reschedule yeah. for another time. Oh, darn it, you know. And I was like, you know what? No, I need. It's, it's also one of those things. It's like going to the gym. I do, I've done that way too much with the gym, like the last like year. So. I've been forcing myself to go to the gym when I don't feel like going to the gym. And so that's what kind of like the show was like. It's like, nope, she's got to do it. 
still got to do the show. Still got to do it. We can't go three weeks without a show. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna struggle through it. We're gonna we're gonna make it through. But you, yeah, it's it's hard. Like just you're tired. You got other things going on. You got um, things to juggle. Like we, you know, one thing that we haven't really talked about yet. We still gotta we, we gotta start preparing. Like I gave us uh, two weeks to get the. Tickets on sale for our uh, Avengers Endgame thing, just because I was like, I know we're all busy and I don't feel like dealing with it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I'll give myself two weeks. And I know what's going to happen on March 14th. I'm going to be like, oh shit, tickets are about to go on oh, sale. Oh yeah, got to build that. Got to build I got to go in. I got to go and put that shit together and I got to go and like get some, I got to get some, 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 some artwork. I got to reach out to, I got to do all this. I got to do that. I got to, oh my God, fuck. Okay. I know this is going to happen. I'm just calling it now. It's going to happen, even though I'm telling people, I'm trying to, Say it every show that we're doing this, so I can remind myself to get shit together by the fifteenth. Um, so we got that. We got San Diego Comic Con. Uh, we got uh, you know uh, Rose going to WonderCon. So I'm, I'm trying to put some stuff together for, for that. Just, uh, I got all that stuff going on, and then I got my full time job, which I'd never talk about on here. But just I got a lot of shit going on with my full time job. So it's just it is it is a lot. And then the world itself is just like. February is finally over, and I feel like it's the shortest month. It's, it, it, I feel like it is the shortest month of the year. Um, and it, it, it was legit the longest month so <laughs> of this year, and I know we're only in the third month of this no, year, I'm, I'm but not, it felt so long. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I feel like last Halloween um, was actually pretty calm when it comes to blackface. And then February happened, and it was like, ha-ha, we're waiting for Black History Month. Because last Black History Month was Black Panther. Y'all ain't got Black Panther. Y'all ain't got T'Challa to save you guys this year, so now we're going to fuck with you. And I felt like it was just one long month of of white people fucking with black people in February. So, oh, god damn it. I'm glad it's over. Um, but I still can't believe there were only two months into 2019, because I feel like we've lived a whole seven months already. Oh, my God. This has been the longest... I, I don't even know how to explain how things have, how, how are we already in the third month, but also the first two months were the longest months of my life. Yeah. It's like, we're, it makes we're, no sense. we're both going, <laughs> we're, we're both in fast, we're both in, in slow motion and going and accelerated. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like when we need more time, we don't have it. When we need to, when we need to speed things up, things go forever. It's just been kind of going kind of crazy. Um, speaking of going a little kind of crazy, so as I said before the beginning of the show, we, I've moved the Insanity doing every other uh, weekend just to kind of give myself some breaks or so that, as was pointed out to me last week, I can only do four shows instead of doing five in a weekend. <laughs> um, but I've realized it comes with some challenges in doing a show every other week, especially a topical show. Could it cause mean that sometimes you do a show and you have, uh, it's happened to us the last two shows, we kind of... Br- Brought up some 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 topics, talked about them, and then immediately after we get off the show, something some news news breaks. So, like the the beginning of February, it was the Justin Fairfax thing in Virginia, which we're going to get back into Virginia in a minute. They were like, "Oh well, Justin Fairfax is going to be governor of uh, Virginia now, and it's great." And then like the next day after we put the show, it's like, "Yeah, Justin Fairfax has been accused of rape," and I'm like, "Fucking <laughs> bitch." Last week we didn't spend too much time on it, but but it was kind of a we did bring it up. The uh, the Jesse Smollett uh, thing where we were telling people, hey, listen, stop going with the fake news and 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 the leaks, and let's go with what the police are saying. The police are saying that there wasn't any uh, evidence of a hoax. Doesn't mean there wasn't one, but it wasn't any evidence of a hoax. 
followed by an entire weekend of the police department leaking information and then arresting him, uh, following a grand jury and arresting him the following week. I. Uh, and then now, uh, the letter that he supposedly faked. We have we have no evidence that that happened, or you know the the police department overstated that he sent the letter. The so, brothers are now coming out with a statement saying that they lied about it being staged. It's just it's madness right now. I, so I'm gonna go down what's happened in the last mm, two one and a half weeks. All right, one and a half weeks. Uh, it started with uh, that Friday with the, the police department officially putting out that Jesse wasn't lying and there was no evidence to support that and not to believe the leaks. That was immediately followed the next day with uh, seeing in other sites reporting that we have other sources inside the police department that are saying that that is not true and they actually are uh, following, uh, hunting him down and believe that he is lying, that it is a hoax. It then came out on Monday that it's like the, the police are saying we have sufficient evidence to, to form a grand jury and to have uh, Jesse uh, arrested. And they give a whole ass press conference to lay out what they have. They say that he was unhappy with his salary, uh, that they wrote a check. It was like $3,500 a check. First of all, everybody asked, it was like, who writes a fucking check to commit a crime? Unless you're, <laughs> unless unless you're Trump, because apparently Trump did that. But like, who writes a fucking check? First of all, who writes a check in 2019? All right. First that all. this is why I never believed it. I just want to point out that this is why I never believed it because as ridiculous, crazy as of all the details have been, that was the craziest one to me because I just don't believe that Jesse is that dumb. I just don't believe it. Um. <laughs> Fox came out and said, uh, Fox didn't refute what the police said, saying that, no, he was paid well and he wasn't upset by his salary and that we were happy with him. We were keeping him on because TMZ at the same time was also saying that they were cutting him out of the show. Uh, Then shortly after that, Fox did say they were removing him for the last two episodes of uh, Empire. Um, And then the police came back and was like, but he did pay for it with a check, though. So there was that. Then the FBI comes out and says, well, not so fast. The check was for the personal training. And that's actually what it's <laughs> for. And the police are like, but look, we got other, uh, got a lot of other facts here. Then the brothers come out and apologize for their role in the... Ho- like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Nobody knows what's going on anymore. Like, I think it's probably likely that this is some kind of... He, he embellished some things... But I think the one thing that we should all rally around here is the Chicago Police Department are absolutely goddamn terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't make any sense. And and what's driving me crazy is that first of all, the the the, the their, their top cop is a black guy who came out in September saying he wasn't una- he wasn't aware of one case of police misconduct in Chicago. So. Take what he says with a grain of fucking salt, first of all, because Chicago Police Department is one of the most corrupt. All of the people who have said that they don't believe his story, that his story isn't plausible, every time we ask what's not plausible about the story, it's always something really ridiculous. Like, well, who would be out that night? It was cold. Well, and, and this is the thing I have. Like, again, 
I'm I'm okay with people saying that at this point I can I, I'm 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 hesitant to believe his story at this point with the more stuff that's coming out, even the f- true stuff. What I have a problem with is the people who are like, oh, from the beginning, I never believed the story. Well, why? Oh, it's mm-hmm. too ridiculous. And I'm like, what was too ridiculous about it? Like, um, I, I, I got this is a this is an article from 2011. Like, because I, I think I think people somehow forget that we are living in the age of cartoon villains, and so if something sounds almost too cartoonish or so too perfect, doesn't mean it doesn't actually happen. Um, this happened in 20, uh, 2011. Four white men ordered to pay $840,000 for Jim Crow killing of a Mississippi black man. This is the thing that happened. Uh, uh, there is a group, of, a group of white teenagers who piled in the cars and drove around predominantly African-American Jackson, and they called these trips uh, um, trips to uh, Jaffrica, and they would go around carrying weapons, and their sole, their sole purpose was to target um, homeless and drunk black people and beat them up. I'm now, sorry, Jaffrica? Yeah. Jaffrica? Jaffrica. Jaffrica. <laughs> Trip to Jaffrica. Again, white people are not creative when it comes to their shit. They're, they, just, they just aren't. They just aren't. Um, uh, James Craig Anderson was killed during a Jaffrica outing that day, a hate crime that led to arrests and sentences for 10 young people involved, all whom pleaded guilty. On Monday, four of those most prominent co- co-conspirators, Daryl Dedman, uh, John Rice, Dylan Butler, and Will Montgomery, were ordered by a federal judge in Mississippi to pay $840,000 in restitution to the Anderson estate. The restitution case was prosecuted by the Rice uh, Division of the Justice Department. The four men, uh, all of whom were white, were previously found guilty of committing a racially, acti- uh, racially motivated uh, act that resulted in Anderson's death. They were each serving between 70 to 50 years in prison. Um... Let me see if I can find. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, on the night of June 26, two, uh, 2011, two Carlos of white teenagers pulled in. Like, I want you to hear how crazy the story is. Like, okay. I remember when the story happened, and people were like, we don't believe it. It sounds too fucking ridiculous. The only thing that I think saved it and made it happen was there was actually video that popped up of it. On the night of tw- June 26, 2011, two Carlos of white teenagers pulled into a motel parking lot where they spotted Anderson. Let's go fuck with some niggers, Deadman said, and some of the members of the group jumped out and started beating Anderson, pummeling him to the ground. Between hits, they screamed, white power, they took Anderson's cell phone, wallet, and ring. As they finally seemed to leave, he struggled to stand. The then 18-year-old Deadman surged toward him in an F4, in a Ford 250 truck and ran him over, continuing to speed away as Anderson lay uh, lifeless. I ran over that nigger, uh, Deadman laughed to his friend shortly after. This... The, 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 this sounds ridiculous. This is not too far off from the story that that, that Jesse told. This is a like people were saying that oh we don't believe that uh, anybody would yell a mega. Oh, well, first of all, nobody yelled mega country, right? Uh, nobody. Mm-hmm. Oh no, actually, I, I can't remember if anybody had proof that he actually they actually said. That. I think he said he heard that them say that, right? These people yelled out, um, "We're gonna fuck up some niggers." Um, People also said that they didn't believe that because uh, because down that that place in Chicago is predominantly black that uh, some racist white people wouldn't show up. But here you have a predominantly black town in 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 in, in Mississippi, and that's exactly where these white white teenagers went. You had a roving pack of white teenagers who were trying to hunt down and kill black or, or beat up and kill black people. It actually happened. So, like, 
I'm not saying that people couldn't couldn't hear the original story and go, mm, there's some things about it that make me a little bit suspicious. But I, I think it gets dangerous when we start going like, oh, shit, like that can happen. It absolutely can fucking happen. This does actually happen. It's it's fucking scary because it sounds like some fucking movie, some something out of a fucking movie. But yeah, I yeah. remember. I, I totally remember this case when people were like, "No, no, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen." And then all of a sudden, the video of the dude running the the guy over came out, and people were like, "Oh shit, that actually did happen that way." I mean, it's not even that. I mean, beyond the the details of the the mag or whatever. I've I have seen arguments as ridiculous as this is not the kind of neighborhood where this happens. I've heard it was cold and nobody would be out getting a sandwich that late. I'm just gonna assume he was high. <laughs> like, like why else are you getting a subway sandwich in the middle of the night clearly he's high like i just people have come up with the dumbest reasons to not believe the story outside of the not wanting to believe that racist things happen in a country where racist things literally happen every day i just read a story today about a woman who called the cops on a man at the dog park because this black man's dog was humping her dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a dog park, two dogs were humping, but one of them belonged to a black man, mm-hmm. and she called the cops. Yeah. Um, according to the Times, there was no indication that the crimes was motivated by Anderson's sexual orientation. But Hines County District Attorney said the teens had a history of harassing white teens who had black friends or gay teens. Initially, the supporters of the teenagers defended them as good boys who had been misrepresented. misrepresented. Uh, he is not a racist or a murderer, writes his great aunt wrote on Facebook, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. If anything, he is being tried by the media, suffering from reverse racism and placed in jail without bond. Oh, yeah, that but, reverse racism. Right. But the surveillance people in jail every day. Right. (laughs) But the surveillance video service a couple of months later made the deliberateness of their actions clear. Several of the convicted had since apologized to Anderson's family. Yeah. It's just this stuff. I mean, look, it sounds crazy. They they were, they were yelling white power as they beat this black man. Like I'm just saying that it's, it's fine if you don't want to believe it, but like the, some of the, the arguments for why you're, you didn't believe it don't make any sense to me because we absolutely live in a country that can do that. We absolutely live in a country where we have seen and we have watched as MAGA hat wearing white people knowing they're on camera at the president's rallies have attacked the press. It's something fucking crazy. It's something insane. It's something that you were like, there's no way that shit would happen. And we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen. If you if you if you had told me that the uh, I think that the wife I, I don't know if she's the ex wife or the current wife of uh, a the owner of I think it was a baseball team would harass and threaten to call the cops on a couple having a a a, a photo shoot with their one year old for their birthday yeah, on public oh land I would tell you you were insane. The difference is we have cameras now that tells all the crazy things that people used to say. There's no way those things happen. Actually are happening. 
Like if it, honestly, think about think about all those barbecue Becky stories that we see about you know white people calling the cops on black people for something ridiculous. If if you had no video of these and, and no video of these interactions, and you were just like, yeah, she called the cops on us because we were barbecuing in the park. People would be like, oh, that's bullshit. You're you're exaggerating. You what did you do? You had to do something. You guys were probably too loud. Like people, I I know for a fact people would have made up, but we've seen the video. Well, we know how crazy it is. This shit actually fucking happens. It might have happened to you. So it's just one of the things I'm like, listen, it's fine not to believe. Other thing too is, um, it just seemed like people are a little too quick to hold everything that the police are saying as true. Like I actually had people argue me because my whole thing when 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 uh when 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 Jesse was was uh, when they formed a grand jury and they were uh, having him turn himself in. Uh, my whole thing was, all right, cool. Let's say he's lying. All right, let's go with this. But um, are no are more people not upset at the police right now? Because mm-hmm. on Friday they clearly said that there was no hoax, and then when the, when it's very very clear that the information that was leaking from leaking to the public to the to the media was leaking from them, and and it doesn't seem like anybody has a problem with that. And to me, and this is not a conspiracy theory. I think this is actually what happened. I really believe because the police department, the Chicago Police Department, has been catching hell from from local activists. I think this whole thing was their way of trying to discredit any local activists who came out and were so heavily supporting Jesse. Because now it's like, oh, see, you guys believed all these lies. We were trying to do our jobs. You guys made it heavy. And if people keep believing him, it's like, oh, well, you, you guys are clearly wrong. We have evidence to show that he was lying. I believe it was that, that's all they were doing because just like a month before, three officers, three or four officers were acquitted in the Laquan McDonald case for helping uh, cover that up and, come, and lie about that. So they have bad press. So this, this is the police department trying to drag this out and and make themselves look good when, honestly, if they came out for... Here's the thing. There's no way I can believe that if 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 this has gone down the way the police are saying it has gone down with the case they have, there's no... Jesse is stupid. He's not a criminal mastermind. This was not even mm-hmm. a close... This wasn't even close to being something that could fool the cops, you know? If you're really going to go with me, I would probably think I've seen the pictures. Um, they probably thought that his injuries were superficial and were probably suspicious okay. then. All right? If, if, they, if, this, if this is going down the way they say it is. So that means you knew almost up front that this was probably a hoax. Yet you kept coming out in public saying that it wasn't and telling the media. Now, people were going, I've seen people explain this going, oh, well, no, the police lied to suspects all the time. Suspect, not the media. They literally mm-hmm. came out and told the media not to believe the leaks that they knew were coming from their investigation. There is no way that the Chicago Police Department did not know that the people in their department were leaking this information to the press. They knew. So you're okay with that? Here's my thing, too, is that if it does come out that the story is correct and true and there was no hoax, you have also wasted your time building a case against this man because it's more it it was easier to do that than to actually investigate. Mm-hmm. 
And at, and at this point, we don't know. At this don't. point, at, at this point, they've they've told enough lies, and and they stretched the truth enough. Because again, they let the whole thing with him paying with the check go, and they yeah no, it's he paid for personal training. He's saying for personal training. Now, if you're trying to suggest that that was the way they were getting around it, that they that they paid he paid overpaid them thirty five hundred dollars, and part of that went to uh what part of that was paying. Uh, for the attack as well, and and that to cover it up, he did, didn't say that. But they didn't even say that. They said that no, 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 no. They paid. They paid him with a check, and that. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing, and why? What are we doing, and why? I just. I guess if if you are a star that has access to that kind of money, I just. I mean, it would have been something if they would have been like he withdrew thirty five hundred dollars and in cash, and we found that suspicious. But a check, my dude, I just, <laughs> I well, just can't. Well, the other thing too is, like, at this point, the police have been so bad. Is there any other outcome for this other than Jesse coming out and saying that he t- he lied? Mm-hmm. At this point, if he sticks to his story. No matter what happens, he's going to have supporters because, quite honestly, the other the, the people that are accusing him are the Chicago Police Department, and they're bigger liars. So, honestly, his his whole thing of I'm coming out and I'm going to plead not you not guilty to to making this a hoax, and you know I told the truth. Him stick, sticking to his guns is probably the smartest decision he ever made, even if he's lying. Because if he's it doesn't matter because honestly, you're, he's still going to have supporters. And, 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 and honestly, I can't say that he's wrong because the Chicago Police Department and it's already come out that they sit there and say, OK, we had all this information, all these facts, information. I'm like, OK, cool. Looking at all that stuff. They have bad. They have a tough case against you. He's going down. Then you got the FBI coming out and saying like, mm, yeah, no, mm, actually, guys, mm, well, well, actually, the police are kind of stretching the truth here on this. There's the truth here on this. I, I don't. What are we supposed to do with this? I, it's just fucking ridiculous. It's like at this point, like there's there is no other out. At this point, I just want everybody to just you know what? Let's just agree to disagree on this one and walk away. Because there's nothing they can do. There's nothing you can do at this point for with this with this story. Absolutely nothing. You know, because unless you get like audio or video of him agreeing to do this and saying that he he lied about it. At the end of the day, the Chicago Police Department has already proven that they'll, they'll they'll make shit up. In other cases, they've already been proven to lie, leak, and make shit up in this case. I'm out of it. I'm wiping my hands. It's just whatever. And I, I, I will say I do look sideways at the people who, uh, the black people who were touchdown dancing off of this. Because I'm just like. What are you happy about? Uh, I the and this is why I've been relatively quiet about it because, like, what do we get from this? Like, if if he is lying, we 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 gain nothing. If he isn't lying, the police are still shitty, and you believe them. Like, <laughs> just we get nothing from this. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't 
I don't know what you're supposed to be doing with that. I I, I got. Okay. Oh, well, okay. I mean, that you you believe the police, the same police that that have proven to be lying before. Um, you, if he is, if 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 Jesse is lying, I feel like I just feel more sad for, you know, not just black people, but like the LGBTQ community who are also, you know, gonna suffer because of this because people are gonna use this as an example. Cause like just like um, misogynist men use use the one example of a a uh, woman lying about rape to suggest that all women lie about rape. Mm-hmm. Like what is the what is the win here? I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. So whole thing is just ridiculous to me. I'm just I just I just find it weird, you know. You guys believe these police officers. Interesting. Interesting. Uh speaking of other people that I don't believe, uh why is Virginia Virginiaing? <laughs> like it's decided it's wanted to take over from Florida. That's why. Yeah, it's just like I feel like everybody's kind of just you know I'm tired of Florida man. I want to be Virginia man. I'm just I don't. <sighs> so the story that came out, and I, I know that there's been some updates to this, but the the Virginia's uh, the wife of the Virginia governor uh, Ralph Northam handed out cotton to black students. Um, and uh, let's see if I can get the whole thing here. I still need to know the context. Did they hand out cotton to all the students or just to the black? So, <laughs> so, so, so I think that's the thing. So, from the updates I've seen, is that uh, this one student, black student, felt uh, uh, offended by this. Other students and other people who were there have said that it wasn't just singling out the black students that, the, that she handed out to everybody. Here's my thing, though. All right, because I'm not even going to read the actual story because I don't think it matters. Here's where I come in at this. If your husband is the governor of Virginia, who has just, who is in the middle of doing this uh, apology tour to black people because he's, he, he, he is, he is admitted to, to wearing blackface and a Michael Jackson costume and he hasn't admitted to whether he's wearing blackface or the Klan outfit in his yearbook picture. Um, you know what you don't do? You don't hand out cotton to students. You just don't do it. The optics of it are bad. You don't do that. That's the thing. You, 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 can't, you, you can't do it. You, you can't. I, I just, that's just, that's dumb. That's why even, because again, no matter, no matter if, if, if it was true or not, why open yourself up to the, to, to it even happening? So it says Virginia first lady, Pam Northam apologized Wednesday after she handed out cotton to black children during a recent tour of the governor's mansion. They handed out the governor's goddamn. I just, I don't. Why are you handing out cotton? Now the... Because Virginia used to be a cotton picking state. It's Black History Month, so uh, what do we give them, honey? Mm, I don't know, cotton. Um, Northam handed out cotton while showing students an adjacent cottage to the the residency that once served as a kitchen, asking them to imagine picking the crops as enslaved Africans. 
I regret that anyone uh, that to have upset anyone Northam said. I am still committed to chronic, uh, chronicling the important hist- history of the historic kitchen and will continue to engage historians and experts on the best way to do so in the future. First of all, first of all, okay, all right. And this is where I think they're coming in and saying that she always does this as part of the history of the kitchen, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But, but what, is the ki- what does the cotton have to do with the goddamn kitchen? First of all, all right? <laughs> show them the goddamn kitchen. Show them the tools in the kitchen. You can show them some. You can talk about the history of slaves being forced to work in the kitchen for no pay. And all, you can, and, 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 and the brutal condition. Do all that stuff. Why are you handing out cotton? What is the cotton is? What, what is. What. I don't. The politic came after a Virginia State employee whose eighth grade daughter and another black child were on tour complained to lawmakers in, in uh, Governor Ralph Northam's office, the uh, Washington Post reporter. Pam Northam's actions do not lead me to believe that this governor's office had taken seriously the harm or hurt they have caused African Americans in Virginia and that they are deserving of a forgetting as the employee, uh, Leah Walker, who oversees the Office of Equi- uh, Equity and Community um, uh, Engagement at the State Education Department, wrote on the 25th. The two African-American students were not singled out by Pam Northam, according to the governor's office. And another parent of a student president said that she handed out cotton to a group of students. The incident that comes when I received, uh, after it was revealed earlier this month. Okay, yeah, so all that stuff. But that's my point. It's like people are trying to sit there and say, well, no, it's not as bad as you think. Because she didn't, she didn't hand out cotton just to the black students. She handed out cotton to all the students. Fine. All right. It's still not a good look. Your husband... Is still in the middle of of, of of having to answer to the fact that he wore black and admitted to wearing blackface. All right, mm-hmm. why are you handing out cotton? You should be yeah, nowhere. This is not a good look. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's just dumb. This is this isn't this isn't doesn't bother me. Like the last like all of February was bothering me. Why are people so dumb? You just don't do this. You don't hand out cotton. What do we hand out? I don't know. Fucking candy. Give them candy. Literally anything else. Anything else. <laughs> hand them out history books. I don't care. You don't hand them out cotton. You don't hand them out cotton. I, it shouldn't be hard to understand. I like, like this is the thing that gives me when we talk about clueless white people. It's just like how clueless do you have to be. And this is this is what make this is what makes the um, you know, the apology tour and them going to reach out more to black people. This is what makes them look even more out of touch. That you didn't, it didn't even cross your mind that this was a bad look. Hey, what's on the uh, first lady's uh, agenda today? Um, well, we do have that tour of students coming in, so uh, she's gonna hand out cotton uh, at 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 noon, and then she's got <laughs> lunch at one. I'm sorry, what was that first one there? She's gonna hand out cotton. Oh, you know, let's take that one off. This is not. How about we skip the handing out cotton thing? How about we let the blackface thing blow over? Remember, it's only been a couple weeks. This is not like this is not like the blackface thing came out in January and this is just, and this is like November. No, 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 no. Blackface thing came out like two weeks ago. She's handing out cotton three weeks later. What are we doing? No, you can't do that shit. She'd be basic. I don't, I'm just. I feel like I talk to white people like they're toddlers. No, what is that? Was that what's, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? Give me. Pam, did Pam? you see that meme where it was like uh, white people trying to uh, be friends with black people, and it's like rule one: 
don't say racist things. Right. The, yeah. Like rule two, don't do racist things. And they're like, there's so many <laughs> rules. rules. Right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I mean, what the fuck, yo? <laughs> it's like you have one job. Don't hand black kids cotton. No. It's too <laughs> fucking easy. Don't do the cotton thing. What cotton thing? Don't hand out cotton. Pam, Pam, what do you have in your hand? No, Pam, that cotton there? Pam, come here. Come here. Open your hand. Give me, give me the cotton. But I just, but I just really wanted to hand it out. Why can't I? Uh, you guys always take all my fun. What are we doing? I don't What are we doing? Between this, there was, um, wasn't there one where they, they went on a field trip to pick cotton? Yes, yes, that was another one. They took they took them on a field trip to it. First of all, I just need us to stop planning field trips, weddings, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to former plantations. We, I, unless you are going there to talk about the horrors and atrocities of slavery. I, I don't want a slave experience. I don't want a, a slave adjacent. I don't want a dinner served by like, this is what it would have looked like. And we're the masters and these are the slaves. I don't want these like, I, there was another story about like some kids that play like a, a slave catching game. Some teacher thought that that would be a great thing to do for Black History Month. Stop. Stop! I know y'all like to reenact the Civil War and all these other historical events. Stop reenacting slavery. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. We did that once. We, we had that one. I think we've all had that, that experience where you, well, listen, we're gonna reenact a slave auction. Uh, granted, it was a bunch of black people who did it, and 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 black teachers and things like that. Still, I was just like, this is ridiculous, guys. You guys do realize? That. I do not need to put myself in those shoes. I'm good. Also, you will never fully be able, like, this is not, do something that's a metaphor for it. Like, do the, the whole, like, brown eyes, blue eyes experiment. Like, that's a good way to illustrate, like, how messed up it is. Or, Without us feeling that we have to, like, literally say, you guys are the slaves and you guys are the slave owners. And it just happens to be that, like, Shamika and... Uh, <laughs> And Tyrone are the slaves, and Billy and Susie are playing the slave owners in this scenario. Yeah, I, I just so my thing is I was like, don't even do the metaphors. Like, I think that's part of the problem. Just teach a, teach the fucking history. I don't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know. You know what we don't do. You know what we don't do. We don't do Holocaust reenactments. Okay. 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 This side of the room is going to be the Nazis. This side of the room is going to be the Jews that are packed into the ovens. Okay, guys. All right, class. Let's see how horrible this is. We don't do that. So I don't understand why do we need to do it for, for slavery? Why do we need to do it for black people? We don't. We don't. You understand the horribleness of the Holocaust and the horribleness of, of what happened uh, with the Nazis and why the Nazis are evil without having to have one side of the room goose-stepping and the other side of the room, you know, being malnutrition. You, you don't need to do that. So why do we need to do that when it comes to slavery? It's, I think it's because it's it's still not being taken seriously, and if you can, the, even with the reenactments, it it becomes a funny thing, or or mm -hmm. an, an enjoyable entertainment thing versus an educational thing. It shouldn't be funny. It's an educational thing. You know, you shouldn't have fun learning about slavery. You know, what we don't have fun with doing. We don't have fun learning about the Holocaust. 
when you get to see the the bodies, they'll show you. They they put that in the history books. See, they, they don't they don't they don't they don't always put the the horribleness of slavery in the history books. They will put the horribleness of the Holocaust in the slavery books. You'll see the piles of bodies in your history book, right? We don't get we don't we don't sugarcoat that shit. But when it comes to slavery, we gotta take students out like the South Carolina school did to pick cotton and sing slave songs. A South Carolina mother was outraged that her 10-year-old son was told to pick cotton and sling slave songs while on an elementary school field trip. But the school defended the activity, saying it was about the Great Depression. No, no. That is an untruth <laughs> and a lie. Does it go Blanchard? Was it during Great Depression month or Black History Month? Oh, yeah, this happened in February, guys. This happened in February. But, you know, February is also Great Depression month, oh. Uh, February is also uh, Heritage Night History Month, and it's also uh, the the Civil War was really about um, about ed- economics and states' rights. Um, Jessica Blanchard, whose child attended Ebenezer Avenue Elementary School in Rock Hill, South Carolina, told Fox 46, Charlotte was livid to learn her son, um, uh, Fox 46 Charlotte, she was livid to learn her son was told to pick cotton while on a field trip during Black History Month. I'm an African American, and my ancestor picked cotton. She said, "Why would I want my son to pick cotton? Think it's fun." A teacher recorded the video of the field trip to the Carroll School uh, that showed the children singing along to the words, "I like it when you fill the sack. I like it when you don't talk back. Make my money for me." I would. Re- I- <laughs> That's another reason why I can't have what? kids. What? Another reason why. That what? I like. I like it when you fill the sack. I like it when you don't talk back. Make money for me. How old are these? What grade? Ten year old kids. Again? They're in elementary school. Ten year old kids. Ten year old kids. They're ten. They're ten. They're oh. ten. 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 One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I just can't. <laughs> Does your son told Fox Forty Six Charlotte he did not understand the words of the song. The media outlet noted the permission says for the field trip stated cotton picking, but said the lesson was on the Great Depression, not slavery. The Carroll School, which first of all, okay. <laughs> I've seen people point this out. Make sure you read the permission slips, folks. Read the permission slips. You got to read the permission slips because the okay. answer is going to be hell no for this. The Carroll School, which was constructed in 1929 by African Americans, is a center that helps teach African American history during the Great Depression. Uh, Blanchard said she supported the Carroll School but felt the lesson may have gone too far. I support the Carroll School, I support everything else about it. Professor told Fox 46, but I do not understand at the end. Uh, but I don't understand at the end why do you make it a point to pick cotton and sing those songs? I think it's misguided, maybe ignorant on their part. But the school defended the trip and argued against it, uh, and argued against its claims, uh, its claim ties to slavery. The Carroll School field trip is unique as a unique learning experience for all fifth grade students in the Rock Hill Elementary School. Rock Hill School said in a statement provided Fox News. Uh, students ha- have been visiting the Carroll School for the past 15 years as part of a study part of studying the Great Depression in the school curriculum. The song that is sung by students is they participated in Peck and Cocken as it was done in the Great Depression time period was also was originally written by an African American instructor who currently works with students in the Carroll School. He did not intend it to sound like or in any way be a slave song as it had been characterized. The lyrics came from his experience as an African American farmer. Picking cotton and making money for his family in the Great Depression time period. I just, I got, I got nothing. I don't know. I, I just. And here's the thing: I'm not saying that maybe it's just, it really is about all you know about the Great Depression and things like that. That's fine. Um, 
if you don't, again, just like the first lady, if you don't understand the optics of having African-American students picking cotton during Black History Month and singing what sounds like a, a slave song, because I'm sorry, that is a slave song. Um, maybe you shouldn't be running this, place, this facility. Optics matter. Optics really, really matter. And come on, it's ridiculous. How do you not know? How do you not know? Uh, all right. Let's, it's not a hard thing to know, by the way. <laughs> just don't. I don't understand. Like, maybe we don't do that. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe that's a bad idea. You know? Nope. Um. So something happened this week. Uh, I really want to bring it up, but I guess I got to. Um, the Michael Cohen testimony in the house. Uh, did you watch any of that or hear anybody? Uh, the the actual like the actual hearing. Yeah, some of the or even some of the <laughs> clips of it. No, I mostly just you know went to Twitter and Facebook and got the gist. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my office mate at work was actually watching live and was kept telling me all the stuff that was going back and the back and forth between Jim Jordan and other people. First of all, I I so. I didn't really watch it because I don't and, and 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 hear me out and don't get mad when I say this. I don't care. <laughs> and the reason why I don't care is one, Michael Cohen is a liar, and we know he, he lied for the president. And so yeah, we believe him now because everything he's saying now is shit we've been saying that he was lying about before. Like, you know, you know Donald Trump is a racist. No shit. Like nothing he's saying right now changes anything for me. And I understand some people are like, well, no. Now we got official on the record. The Democrats are running the the, the House now. You know, something nothing's going to happen, guys. Because if you've seen any of the behavior from the Republicans in that hearing, it can tell you one thing: the Republicans are not going to drop Trump. They're going to keep doing the same thing they've been doing. So, what does it matter? Like Trump, this is not going to be the end of Trump. The only way Trump will be out of office is if he gets voted out in 20, next year. That is the only way. Um, because the Republicans have proven that they don't care. The fact that Jim Jordan is on the goddamn oversight committee. For those who don't remember, Jim, Jim Jordan was named in that Ohio State case about, uh, I think, one of the wrestling coaches uh, 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 sexually abusing uh, the, some boys there. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Back in the summer, seven former uh, Ohio State wrestlers accused University of Wrestling accused Jim uh, Jordan of being among the university coaches and faculty members who ignored the sexual abuse of, of team Dr. Richard Strauss, who committed suicide in 2005. Jordan denied the allegations, saying that I never knew about any, uh, any type of abuse. If I had, if I did, I would have done something about it. Yet in a Fox News interview, Jordan did admit that he heard conversations in the locker room about the issue. Jordan said he was interviewed over the summer as part of an independent investigation that was announced by the university in April when the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights also launched a Title IX investigation into the allegation in August. And as Ohio State spokesman said that Wednesday that the school's independent investigation remains underway. Nearly 150 former Ohio State students have reported misconduct by Strauss, including athletes from at least, from at least 16 varsity sports. Jim Jordan was re-elected, though, and he sits on the House Oversight Committee. So while you're sitting on the House Oversight Committee, you have a man who is getting indignant about uh, you know Michael Cohen lying when it's very, very clear that Jim Jordan overlooked cases of sexual abuse when he was over at Ohio State. I cannot care more, care, care less about this fucking hearing because none of the, none of the Republicans on that in the, in, the, in the hearing should be there. 
Mark Meadows literally brought out a black person. <laughs> brought out Trump's I'm black friend. I'm mad at friend. her for letting herself stand there. She wanted to be there. She wanted to breathe there. She wanted to be there. Literally brought out um, a, a, a black woman uh, who works for Trump to basically say, see, Trump can't be racist. He has black employees. Not even black friends. He has black employees. This is not, that's not a thing. It's, it's not that racist people don't employ people of color. Slavery, guys. Hello. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how racism works, you guys. Also, it's not that people of color have never worked for racist people. Because there's this thing called capitalism and the economy. Like we have to. I wish I, I wish I mean I am luckily at a job where that is not the case for me, but I wish that we lived in the type of moral society where I can be like, I will not work for this person. He is a racist, and I will find another way to pay my bills. Sally Mae does not give a fuck if you work for a racist. Bills gotta get paid. People do it all the time. Like how how about all all of those um uh undocumented workers that worked for or worked at, at Trump properties? They probably know Trump is racist. One of them was actually accused Trump of actually uh some of them accused Trump of of uh actually no, that was a black staff member, I believe. But like um like you don't white people are gonna employ because here's the thing, it's still the power structure there structure there, so if a white person, if a racist white person employs a black person, it doesn't mean that they're not racist. It means that, oh, I still have power over this black person. I can make them do whatever I want to do. Uh, Mr. Meadows somehow managed during the hearing about whether the president broke the law into a, into a minutes-long timber tantrum. He whined that it was wrong for Representative uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib, a uh, Democrat of Michigan, to say that Mr. Meadows' decision to invite a black woman, Lynn Patton, a, de- a Department of Housing and Urban Development official who attended the hearing in her personal capacity as a prop that, that Mr. Trump couldn't be possibly be racist was a, itself a racist act. Early in the hearing to rebuke uh, Mr. Cohen's charge that the president is racist, Mr. Meadows asked Ms. Patton to stand without letting her speak for herself. Mr. Meadows recalled her saying, there is no way she would work for an individual who is racist. I'm so proud of her. That's not how any of that works. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. That's not. But it's like these are people that are in Congress. And Lynn Patton stood up. So what the fuck's wrong with her? And then, of course, I think it came out that. uh, Meadows has some racist things in himself that he says. I think he's at one point some of his comments before about sending uh, one to send. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Um, uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Um, he defended his record. On, uh, uh, he defended his record on race, talking about Meadows. So we should cast aside the time in 2012 when he embraced the racist birtherism theory to his supporters by saying in 2012 it's it, uh, 2012 at the time that we're going to send Mr. Obama back to Kenya or wherever it is. Good 
But DeMetto <laughs> threw a fit during a hearing when Mitchell Cohen claimed the president had said that black people were too stupid to vote for him, and I called African nations shithole countries. He actually did say that, though we actually know he did. There was actually proof of Mr. Cohen's racism on offer, and Mr. Meadows chose to flip out about accusation instead. It appears to him that accusations of racism are far more dangerous than racist acts themselves, which is true of all white people. White people find being accused of racism racist and uh, is, is is the most terrible crime of all time. Like, you, you don't Always. don't ever call a racist white person racist because, well, it's not just racist white people, right? It's also like the guy that was in my, mention, uh, in my status on Facebook today was it's calling a homophobic person homophobic makes them upset and you're insulting them but i'm like but you your entire existence is homophobic that's actually i have existed next to one gay person chris i am not homophobic but the the, the other reason why i i I don't i haven't cared i didn't care about the um the 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 hearing is because to me at this point like trump is small potatoes at this point, the rest of the GOP has gone so far down the rabbit hole in, the, in supporting him that they need to be completely cut out. Like, they're a cancer. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. This is something that I, 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 I saw on Twitter. I think AOC tweeted this. Um, GOP's anti-Muslim display likening Rep- uh, Representative Omar to a terrorist, to, to a terrorist rocks uh, West Virginia capital. Um, anger arguments broke out in the West Virginia State House on Friday after the state Republican Party allegedly set up an anti-Muslim display in, in, uh, in the rotunda uh, linking the 9-11 terrorist attacks to a freshman congresswoman from Minnesota. One staff member was physically injured in the, moon, the morning's conversation. Another official resigned after being accused of making anti-Muslim comments. Uh, and, and like I said, this, this image is fucking disgusting. It's uh, here. The display featured a picture of the World Trade Center in the new uh, in New York City as a fireball as a fireball exploded from one of the twin towers. Set above the set above a picture of Democratic Representative uh, Ilhan Omar, who is Muslim. Never forget, you said. Read a caption on the first picture. I am proof that you have forgotten. Read the cap the caption under the picture of Omar. They're trying to get Elon Omar assassinated. I'm just, it's the way they attack this woman for saying common sense thing, but because she's Muslim, she must have some like Muslim terroristic agenda. Like they're going to get her hurt. No, they are. I'm actually, I'm actually really afraid for this woman's life. The display was set apart uh, as set apart as uh, West Virginia GOP Day, which the party advertised on Facebook as a day when Republicans take 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 the rotunda. Uh, several uh, Democrats objected to the play and reportedly got into an argument with the House of uh, House Sergeant Arns and, and Lieberman after she allegedly made uh, anti-Muslim mar- remarks. Um, uh, Delegate Mike Angelicio, I can't say his last name. Uh, Charles Lieberman had said uh, all Muslims are terrorists. He said that it's hate speech. Muslims are not terrorists. Uh, Christians have killed people. That doesn't mean Christians are terrorists. I'm a Christian. I'm a proud Christian. I'm not a terrorist. He said, "I'm furious and don't want to see uh, and don't want to see you representing the people of this great state in the House again." Um, uh, Lieberman, who had become the, the state's first female sergeant, ours last year, speaking to West Virginia Public Broadcasting, Lieberman denied she made the comment. But by the end of the day, she had submitted her resignation effective immediately. The outrage continued on the file floor where Mike, uh, Mike Pushkin, a Democrat, took aim at the display. It's, it's ugly, it's hateful, and there's absolutely no place for it in American politics. 
not in the country that I love, not in the state that I love. We all give up our our time during this time of year to come here and serve our our, our constituents because we love the state. Well, I'm I well I love everyone in the state, no matter what they look like and who they pray to and who they love. I'm tired of it and it disgusts me. Now, here's the thing: I will say this: uh, West Virginia's racist as shit, though. So I'm not surprised. But West Virginia is racist racist as shit. So this idea that somehow they let national politics infect their local state politics is bullshit because West Virginia has always been this way. You guys always have been. You're fucking racist as shit. Um, A lot of states are racist as shit when it comes to white people and and, and things like this. So, um, yeah, no, they're going to get this woman hurt. And they constantly do this kind of shit. Like, I am legit afraid for her life. Because I'm actually afraid for all of the freshman house members, uh, particularly the women of color, because the GOP has gone so far at these women. And I mean, and if we're going to be honest here, they relatively have no power. Mm-hmm. Like out of all of them, you know, people love AOC. She has a great following on Twitter. That's great. She still has no power. Twitter, Twitter followers do not aren't, aren't going to swing the house in any kind of votes. I, I think that, you know, Nancy Pelosi is working with her because she sees, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is way more progressive than people give her credit for. So Nancy Pelosi sees AOC and these, and these freshman um, house members as, as allies. And so, you know, they're going to back and support them, but that doesn't mean these women have, or have the power to literally, you know, bring socialism to our country. Like they're not doing any of that shit. Cause they don't have that kind of power. It's just one, they're just house members. There's a whole other there's a whole other House of Congress over there that you have to you have to contend with. So, and I'm not saying this to kind of like downplay their importance. I think I think what they're doing is very very important and needed, and and you know it's a breath of fresh air. But I think by over, trying to overstate what they're doing, it feeds into the fear that the GOP is using that is going to get them hurt. Uh-huh. And so I I am I am very afraid. Like somebody, what was that thing that was happening? And it was like about a pizza place. And then somebody walked in there with a gun. Oh yeah, Pizzagate. Yeah, when they thought that it was yeah. like a child powerball ring. Yeah. And then that was also what got the um, woman. What was her name? Libby. What's her name? Got shot be- oh, Gabby. behind. Yeah, Gabby Gifford. Starting rumors. Yeah, Gabby Douglas. Yeah, Gabby. Gabby no, no, Gabby Gifford. 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 Gifford, thank you. Yeah. I was like, Gabby Douglas is a. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I, I think this is, this is a dangerous time because the more these progressive ideas get pushed, like universal background checks, healthcare for all, you know, um, uh, the Green New Deal and things like that, like you're going to, they're being presented at, and this is why I've told people before, it's like. These aren't socialists. These aren't social. This isn't socialism. Let's not say it's socialism. Um, and I'm not saying that to, to, to downplay socialism or in, in to, to, to attack communists and socialism. And things like that. No, I'm saying it because, like, honestly, I think I think I think the younger generation don't understand the feelings of what socialism drums up in some of these people, and you're in for a shock to see how violent people will get, even okay. if these things will help them. They are going to get very, very violent, and it is. We should all be very, very afraid. 
And the GOP is not helping because of doing things like this, where they're literally feeding this shit. And then now you're in, and not, this is just local, this is local politics, state politics here, but you've seen it from the House members. You've seen it from members in the Senate, basically calling any idea that the, 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 the Democrats put forward as socialism. And it's not. You have to redo our entire fucking government in order to, to get socialism in this country. It's like, it's not. It's just another form of, it's another form of, it's redistributing some wealth using a capitalist system. It is not socialism at all. You know, it just isn't. You know, we'd have to rechange. We have to change our entire government structure. We have to change our corporate structure. We have to change everything because really socialism is really about workers. We have to put workers first. Like that's not going to happen just because we got universal health care. You know, and so I think we need to be very, we need to separate those two things. Not saying we can't have the socialism argument. That's fine. But it's a, it's a different and tougher argument. And and I think there's another thing too that we have to talk about. I've read this story, and it was this story I'm about to read is 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 fucking heartbreaking. It is another reason why I do not have faith in humanity and not in faith in this country doing things simple, simple, common sense things like you know universal health care or you know people talk, want to jump all the way to socialism. Like you're not gonna be able to get socialism with the people who think like this. There's a story I read in the Tennessean. It's called uh, Trapped in Their Own Homes, Disabled Residents Denied Needed Modification. Denied Needed Modification. Uh, mm, sorry. Denied Needed Modifications by HOA. So basically what it is, this story is, is a story about this, this black couple. This black man who is a, I think he's a former veteran. He's injured. I think he has an amputated leg. And he's trying to make modifications to his home. But his HOA won't let him make those modifications. What are those modifications you're asking for? A ramp. William Adams pushed his wheelchair up to the garage door, braced himself into, uh, to, in the doorway to rise. He gripped a railing as he carefully navigated a few stairs. Then he leaned against the, cars, uh, the couple's car as he shoveled down the passenger side. His right leg amputated below the knee. It's fitted with a prosthetic that can't be pushed on too heavily. It was, it, it was a recent weekday morning, and he and his wife, uh, Soros, uh, were on their way to the doctor for a consultation about his left foot. The big toe has already been removed, and the toe, and the toe next to it now needs to be taken off because of nerve damage for, uh, from diabetes. He has to put his leg on and take one step at a time, uh, his wife said. The garage is the only place that there's a railing he can hold on to. Two federally approved wheelchair ramps, which, are, which would be safer to use, are folded up and stacked against the garage wall. The Department of Veteran Affairs required the ramps and other modifications, including bathroom renovations, when the couple moved into the home, the house last spring. The uh, Vietnam War veteran needs them to move freely in and out of his home. But Meadows of Seven Points, uh, but the Meadows of Seven Points homeowners association members see it differently. The homeowners association members demanded that the wheelchair ramp be removed because they don't meet the aesthetic guidelines established by, for the upscale uh, hermitage uh, community. A neighbor threatened a $1 million lawsuit against the couple, according to the complaint. Now, as he readies for surgery, the issue is critical since he will not be able to walk after the operation. All I want to do is be able to make sure my husband can get the best care he can. One thing I will not tolerate, my husband be, one thing I will not tolerate is my husband being bullied, pushed around and harassed and disregarded for the things he needs. This is not something that you want to do because we, you, you want to look fancy. This is a necessity. The Adams family has filed federal discrimination complaints against the homeowner association through through the Tennessee Fair Housing Council. It's one of two active David County, uh, County housing discrimination cases brought by the Fair Housing Council on behalf of the people with disabilities who have who were denied home modifications by their homeowners associations. 
Harold and Janet Patterson also are seeking damages from the Beacon Hill Village, uh, Village Homeless Association in uh, uh, Old Hickory. Harold Patterson suffers traumatic brain injury after a major heart attack a decade ago and can no longer climb stairs. The third floor bedroom isn't safe for him anymore, especially if there's a fire and he needs to be rushed out of the house. But the association denied the couple's request to turn the first level basement of their condominium into living space. The denial came months after the delayed response and after the couple had enlisted architects to plan the remodeling project. He's at high risk of falling. He's at high risk of falling, Janet Patterson said. When he goes down the steps, it feels like he's stepping into quicksand. It's like stepping into nothing. Harold Patterson has come a long way since near death. He's he said to relearn everything from recognizing various pieces of hardware to knowing how to drive again. I would not have survived this without my wife, he said. I can see the step, but my I can see the step, but my mind doesn't focus on it. Last year the couple bought a one-level home in Hendersonville so that he could safely get around. They let the family members move into the condo, but the house was too far from family and more of a financial burden than they expected. So the couple moved back into Old Hickory home recently. Meanwhile, Be- Beacon Hill uh, Village Homeowner Association began settlement uh, discussions, but they stalled as the Fair Housing Council decided whether or not to file a federal lawsuit. I, I just don't. I just <laughs> this is going to sound wrong. It, I just feel like the Homeowners Association doesn't have a leg to stand on here. Mm-hmm. I, I see what you mean, but yeah, no, that was kind of that was kind of a low <laughs> blow, kind of a low blow. But you would think, you would think. Um, the Homeowner Association discrimination is a fairly common complaint in Tennessee. Fair Housing Council said Kathy Tenson Trawick, the executive director. In 2015, the Chestnut Bend Homeowner Association in Franklin paid $156,000. Settlement for discrimination against Charles and, and um, uh, Melanie Hollis and their two children who have Down syndrome. The Hollis family asked the group for approval to build a sunroom where the children can play and receive physical therapy. But the association dubbed it an unsightly and denied the request. It's bad enough when someone is confined to a wheelchair because of a disability, uh, Treywick said, but they've already lost their freedom and just, get, just to get up and go, walk outside on a sunny day. To have a group of people remove their ability to get outside of their wheelchair, it's, it's like hitting someone when they're down. So here's the thing that people also need to understand about the homeless, uh, Homeowners Association. Most times, by the t- if these, especially these are established communities, the Homeowners Association is now mem- made up of members of, of, of the community. They are made and run by your neighbors. Mm-hmm. So what you're getting is you're getting a people in this neighborhood Basically saying, fuck you, neighbor, because you're different than us. The Meadows, Pons, the, the, Meadow, Pons, the Meadows of Seven Points Homeowner Association has not replied to the Fair Housing Council complaint about Williams and Sir, uh, and Sir Ross Adams' home. The group also did not respond to a request for comment from the Tennessean. Wilm, Wilm Adams said he is determined to stay in his home. The couple moved from Huntsville, Alabama last year to be closer to the daughters and the doctors. Diabetes doesn't run in his family, and the, fe- and the federal office says his illness is linked to a switch to, toxin- to the toxic chemical Agent Orange when he was a helicopter crew chief when the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division. So not only is he a... He's a vet? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, he's a Vietnam vet. He's a Vietnam vet. He is suffering... His, his illness and his diabetes has come from his time serving as a fucking vet. Remember how much? Oh, I yeah. I bet you these same people will be the ones to talk about respect the truth. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Kaepernick yeah. shouldn't have knelt. Oh yeah. You know, you know, you know these people. You know his neighbors got those uh, the the little uh, support the troops ribbons on the back of their cars. Oh, you know they do. The four bedroom home is otherwise perfect with plenty of room for him to navigate into the bathroom and cl- uh, closet and kitchen. But their next door neighbor, Danny Bundren, who uh, was the most vocal critic of their move and attempted to stop them from buying the house by making a series of demands and threats that complaints uh, the complaint sa- uh, says. 
uh, the, the, the complaint states, Budrin served as the HOA's attorney and treasurer told them to remove a barbecue pit left by the prior owner. He also railed against the, the ramps to the couple and uh, to the to the couple and their title attorney, attorney said, but he did not re- respond to calls from the, the, the tenancy. I don't feel comfortable going around. Uh, so this is uh, Adam's wife. I don't feel comfortable going out there early in the morning and walking around. People are so mean and violent now. I don't trust them. Uh, he took away the joy and expectation we had for getting this house. It's humiliating to feel unwelcomed. People are trash. Mm-hmm. People are trash. And this is what I've just, th- these are the type of things you have to fight against. You have to, you have to, you have to fight against. All right. Cause, cause you know, it's one thing we say, oh, okay, we get Trump out. You know, you, we, we're going to get universal healthcare, stuff like that. You have to combat the fact that there are people out there who, who live off of and want to feel like they are better than everybody else. And that's what this is. Who gives a fuck if there are ramps? Maybe you can, can you work with them to get a, if it's so unsightly, can you work with them to try to get another, what, what kind of ramp would you, would you feel more comfortable with? The idea is it's not about the ramp. You just don't want the people there. You don't like you don't like the aesthetics of having a, a, a wheelchair bound person living next to you. That's what this is. And it's disgusting. And these are the kind of people that you have to deal with when it comes to, you know, um, you know, changing any kind of system we live in. You know? They're racist, they're homophobic, they're ableist, they're all these things. Like you have to I don't know what the, the I don't know I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is and solution is for any of this shit. Oh, last story. Oh, not last story, but uh, last one also in the what the fuck are we doing thing, because I found this one. I thought this was, I actually thought this was an Onion article, but it's not. 12-year-old rapper appears in court on felony charges for selling CDs, selling CDs in, the, in the Georgia Mall. <laughs> a young boy was arrested in Georgia at a Georgia Mall for allegedly selling his mixtape to shoppers. It is now appearing in court to defend himself against felony charges, according to CBS 46. Uh, Tuesday, Corey Jackson, an aspiring rapper who goes by the name Lil C Note, that's kind of cute, appeared in the <laughs> in the court after his run with an overzealous police officer who landed him on the wrong side of the law. In October of 2018, Jackson was in in Georgia visiting family and was in the food court of a local Cumberland shopping center when an off-duty deputy approached the young man, grabbed him by his arm, and then accused him of loitering. The jarring altercation. Uh, uh, the jarring. Oh, I just move. The jarring indication was uh, 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 interaction was caught on video by the child's aunt and made national news once it was shared through social media. In the official police report, the officer claimed that Jackson had been in trouble on two previous occasions uh, for selling CDs in the mall, but his lawyer vehemently denies those allegations. When he was there, he was not selling CDs, any CDs, or doing anything that would have been prohibited. He was there meeting other artists. Um, his attorney says, Davis thinks the charges are heavy-handed and is banking on the case being dismissed altogether. If not, uh, if not, he's preparing to move forward with the trial. 12-year-old's guy. He's 12 years old. Of course, he's black, too. So, 12-year-old's in black. So, you know, that in the eyes of the law, that's basically, he's basically a 37-year-old black man. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I just, we're left in 12-year-olds now in the mall for allegedly selling CDs. Food court, food court, Fanny. <laughs> I, I just, I, I got nothing. I just got nothing. All right, last two stories we got. Uh, 
great moments in white privilege. I'm gonna call the other one great moments in male privilege, white male privilege, because it's just oof, they're just they're so they're so good. So, but are we not gonna talk about Khloe Kardashian and Jordan Woods? I I, I don't talk about the <laughs> Kardashians. I mean, other than fuck them. I, mean, I kind of saw like I don't I didn't I didn't I didn't watch the thing with Jordan Woods on. I didn't watch the red, red table thing with her. I just know that. <clears throat> Chloe jumped out there was too stupid and everybody basically told her to fuck off. Yeah, Black Twitter has been roasting Chloe Kardashian in the most wonderful way possible. And then today she tried to put out this like uh, there's just a lot of emotions and I misspoke. Like Jordan didn't ruin my family. That's Tristan's fault. And da 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 da. Yeah, it's just it's been hilarious. And I just want to say, you know. Uh, I'm officially Team Jordan. This girl who I didn't know existed a week and a half ago. I'm officially Team Jordan. I mean, that's my thing. I just the entire <laughs> the entire Kardashian clan just is they're fucking ridiculous. Like this why I just I just can't I can't with them. Like just <clears throat> she had the nerve to come out here and talk about some. Uh, I think I saw her tweet was you trying to say that the first tweet she did trying to explain it was like. You know, my problem is that Jordan did, didn't do it, uh, didn't come to me privately. You know, Tristan's been dealing with this behind the scenes privately. I'm like, but we all saw pictures of him kissing a woman publicly. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Clearly, he has not been private because we all know about your private, quote unquote, life and his pub, very public cheating on you. Like, he's oh, he goes to clubs knowing that the paparazzi is following him and is kissing. Like, I, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about the Kardashian thing, but I will. Maybe I'll bring this up tomorrow when I have uh, Joy on with uh, the Hell No Cupid. What I don't understand is I don't understand how celebrity men think they're going to get away with cheating when they know the paparazzi are following them and so they're hanging up and kissing and, and feeling up on women in clubs. Somebody, somebody's going to see you. There's cell phones. How do you think you're getting away with that? They don't care. I just, That's the secret. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like the Hulk in Avengers. It's like the secret is they don't care. I just... I'm like, what? Nigga, you gonna get caught? <laughs> you kissing like I, I believe again. I don't follow these assholes. I don't. know. I believe it was Tristan Thompson who was ki- caught kissing two women in a club, and they're like, "Yeah, he's kissing two women in a club." I'm like, "Nigga, this is what are you doing?" And 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 sleeping with another woman while she was in labor. Nigga, what are you doing? Nigga, you 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 gonna get caught? Do you want to get? And and when if you're if you're dating somebody like a Kardashian, I can only assume that they also have people that are following you around just to gather evidence on you. So when they eventually dump your ass, they can then present themselves as victims. So I'm just like, what are you doing? You're not going to be able to win this. It's a bad situation. I swear, dumbest shit ever. Um, all right. Um, great moments of white privilege time. <laughs> All right, so for the first one we got here, um, oh, play that. Oh, shoot, got all of a sudden got the fucking hiccups right at the end of the goddamn show. Um, <laughs> white professor files complaint to stop black girls' code from hosting training camp at Wayne State University. I heard about this. <laughs> a professor at the University of Flint, uh, Michigan, Flint has filed a claim against Wayne State University claiming the latter's summer coding program is discriminatory based on race and gender. Mark Perry, a professor of economics and finance at UM Flint, is filing his, claim, his claims that the annual uh, summer workshop 
WSU host for the Black Girls Code organization is a violation of Title IX. I was saying that the program should not be hosted at Wayne State, Perry told M, M Live uh, February 14th. That the program is discriminatory, discriminatory based on race and sex. And you look at the video, you need to look at the picture of this white asshole. He, just, he looks like somebody who calls black people nigger. Like he just does. Like <sighs> Title IX, however, is a federal, a federal civil rights law that passed in 1972 that states no person in the United States shall. Uh, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, or be not be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any any education program or activity receiving federally fund financial assistance. Black Girls Code is a not-for-profit that introduces co- uh, computer coding lessons to young girls from underrepresented community excuse me communities, according to his website. The organization aims to provide African American youth with the skills to uh, 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 occupy some of the 1.4 million computing jobs openings expected to be available in the United States by 2020. Excuse me, and to can and to train 1 million girls by 2040. This, go ahead. So basically, this white man decided that this program aimed to close a gap in the tech world for young black girls is discriminatory. I just really, there was a really great article I read yesterday that was from the perspective of a white male teacher who is like, I know we say we shouldn't focus on white boys, but here's how I focus on white boys. And it was a really great article talking about how as a white male teacher, he notices that the people who are most disengaged in his class are other white or young white boys. And that's because their entitlement makes them feel like they don't have to engage. And every single time something happens with race, they feel more disengaged because they feel like they're something's being taken away from them. And what was great about the article was he was like, there's no fucking excuse for that. And as a white male teacher, my job is to create a space, a safe space for kids of color in my class and to never let these boys think that it is okay for them to behave the way they behave. No, I believe that. It's, it's like when I think that men absolutely should talk to other men about sexual assault and, and how to treat women. Like it's the, like, yeah, because if we do, it shouldn't be women. It shouldn't just be women it shouldn't just the focus shouldn't be just on women, and it shouldn't just like when it's, we're talking about race. You absolutely need to train white kids. Like I, I think I told you before, like there need to be classes where you teach white people how not to be racist. Mm-hmm. They absolutely need that. Like we'd laugh and joke and say, "Oh no, that's ridiculous." No, 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 no. They absolutely hundred percent, thousand percent need that shit because they do not understand. They do not understand race in America. They do not understand how to behave. Um. After taking this concerns to the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights, it was agreed to investigate the. It has agreed to investigate the complaint. He initially took his filing to WSO's WSU's Title IX office, but things were not moving fast enough. It just went on and on. I already lost patience, so I filed a complaint with the Office of Civil Rights in Cleveland, Ohio. Perry told the South End, the WSU's official new, uh, student newspaper of the office uh, of the office. Uh, it, in, it includes the Michigan as part of his jurisdiction. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, um, let's see. And Wayne State is not alone in facing uh, litigation. Perry declared he has filed 35 such complaints at various schools around the country. I'm challenging discrimin- uh, discriminatory girls-only summer STEM camps at 35 universities across the country, he told uh, MLive. 
After spending a quarter of a century in higher education, there's uh, there's systemic and open gender discrimination. I've just taken this as on as a mission to change the gender discrimination that takes place across the country. Holy shit, is not. J- He's like halfway there. It's like, yeah, there is gender discrimination. Men discriminating against women, which is why these programs exist. And he's basically taking it as, I, 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 mm, mm. <laughs> this is why I've been in such a mood all fucking week. I just get so angry at the idea of, <sighs> Rod posted, a, a, he, was talk, he said something that I, I've been talking about a long time. Like, I, I love Lewis Black as a comedian. Like, and Lewis Black, for those who know, he, is, he, he gets every now and again he gets a segment uh, uh, back in black on 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 the, the Daily Show. But Lewis Black has been one of my favorite comedians since I discovered him like years ago. Like he's been doing this for decades, right? And Lewis Lewis Black is a old cranky white guy. He is the definition of the guy you would think would complain about PC culture ruining comedy. Yet he never has. And I'm like, because he always punches up. His comedy punches up, never punches down, which is should be the, the, the number one rule of comedy when you see all these people complaining about PC culture. I can't make jokes anymore. No, you can as long as you punch up. And it reminded me of the, so so this reminded me of that. This also reminded me of the article that came out about Facebook and the issues they're having with their, you know, uh, uh, not the, the one about how terrible they treat their uh they're the people that 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 that, that the, the the contracts that they have to uh, moderate their site, but it's like the the one about how the oh, let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, here we go. Um, Men are scum inside of Facebook's war on hate speech, and it's about how um, the woman that they have at, at, the, the, at the top of their uh, their division is handling this. And, and, the, and the issue that they're having with when how if you're if you go on to Twitter or Facebook and you say men are trash or something like that, you can get suspended. That gets taken away. And they're having a hard time figuring out trying to come up with the rules. So they're trying to have these rules that are be equal across the board. And I'm like, but they're not going to be equal across the board because we do not live in an equal society. The answer oh, is you you anything that punches up, you allow. Anything that punches down, you don't allow. So yes. Men saying women are scum is not allowed because that's men who are in a we are in a society that puts men above women are punching down. But if women say men are scum, then that should be fine because that's women who are in a, living in a society that's they have been oppressed by men are punching up. It's okay. That is how things should fucking work. And that's why this dude challenging this. The, we're going through the, the it's such it's such a fucking slap in the face using t- Title Nine. And talking about oh, see, it's discriminating against by gender because it's focused on black black girls coding. Well, the reason why it's doing that is because black girls are have been suffering from, you know, the gender discrimination and racism and haven't been allowed into these programs before. So this this, this is trying to balance the inequality, and what you're seeing now is white people and white men. Attacking programs and places and things and people who are trying to um, correct the imbalances by saying that by correcting the imbalances by focusing on, you know, this gender, focusing on this race, you are now discriminated against white men. It is the most absolutely insane thing I've ever heard in my life. And it just makes me so angry that we even have to discuss this in 2019. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope he gets laughed out of fucking court. 
You but, know why we have to discuss it in 2019? Because people like him truly believe that the scale has tipped in the other direction. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what I said before. The, the dude on my Facebook was trying to say that, you know, oh, well, you know, oh, media is now overwhelmingly black, you know, uh, catering to black people, uh, to gay people. I'm like, where? Where? Where are all these gay images you're saying that, that exist over straight, straight images? Like, I, I, I see that argument made all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're pushing the gay agenda. That's why, you know, you rarely see, you know, a black straight couples on TV. It's all gay things here and there. I'm like, like what? Well, you know, they got that show uh, Career for the Straight Guy. Like, that's it? That's your example? <laughs> and Every the thing other- is, when Queer Eye, the first iteration of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy came out, they said the same thing, too. They'd be like, we have Will and Grace and Queer Eye. What more do you want from us? <laughs> so, so, so... Every other show shows uh, spotlights heterosexual couples. That's okay. Like I, you know, that's that's fine. It's just, it's just idea. This idea when you are the privileged one and you lose an ounce of privilege, all of a sudden you lose your mind. It's like the where they, they were getting mad at Brie Larson for saying that she wanted to, you know, ba- uh, you know, bring in more uh, people of color into the at the table when in these press things, and she had to go back and you know, kind of say, oh, we're not trying to take anything away from the people that are already there, but. Deepon brought up a good point. It's like she, no, she, you actually do, you know. She had to say what she had to say just so to kind of tamp down the fucking bullshit. But the truth of the matter is, if we are going to increase diversity, then you have to take it away. It goes back to you know what I've been saying about the Oscars. It's like you can bring in as many you know new people and fresh blood as you want into the academy until you start taking them away from the people that are in the academy, the white racist people that are in the academy nothing's going to change it just doesn't work that way you have to get rid of the things there you have to take away from something it might if you even the playing field it does mean that less white people will get opportunities and that's okay and that's okay because why the rest of us have been dealing with this shit for for our entire lives and you also, they, the thing that they don't realize or the thing that they do realize and they're afraid of is that you've been, you've had a, what's it in sports when it's like somebody has like a head start? A handicap. They've been playing with a handicap this whole time. Yeah. Because you weren't competing with the full range of people that could compete against you. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a funny thing, right? They act like they, they were, and it was like, we're going to get people that don't belong there. It's like, half of y'all don't belong where you're at. Mm-hmm. Half of you guys don't belong there. I went to an Ivy League school. There were a lot of dumb people there telling me that I only got in because I was black. Right. Like, half of y'all don't believe. The, have, it's, like, it's like what they did with sports, when they didn't allow black people to play, play in the sport. And then when, black, then when the sport opened up to all the races, all of a sudden you start realizing, oh, wait, you know, white people aren't as good as we thought we were. Yeah, motherfucker. The Negro League was way better. <laughs> the motherfuckers were actually, those motherfuckers were actually talented and actually athletic. You know? Babe Ruth was overweight and fucking doing coke in between fucking, you know, at bats it's like what the fuck yo you know it is that weird thing i think i was on one of the um somebody said it's like this this weird thing you know we have to be we always say that we have to be as people because we have to be uh twice as good 
and, and, and do twice the job as our white counterparts. The thing about it is when you do twice, when you have to be twice as good and you have to do twice the amount of work, when it comes down and you start actually evaluating yourself with the white people that you're next to, guess what? We are better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your discriminated against us has, at, has defaulted into making us better than you because we've had to work twice as hard to get to where we're at. All right, last story before we get out of here, and it's a it's a perfect way to end in end, end the show. Just just great. Harvey Weinstein tells uh, Weinstein tells female lawyers repping him at a uh, at a discount will be a, uh, Harvey Weinstein tells female lawyers repping him at a discount will be good for their careers. Ahead of his June trial on rape charges, Harvey Weinstein is has been reportedly trying to hire hotshot female lawyers, but at a discount, telling them that it will be good for their careers. Harvey doesn't want to pay premium fees, as source tells the New York Post. Uh, Richard Johnson, his arguments to his arguments to women lawyers are like the ones he used to young actresses who felt underpaid. It will be good for your career to be on my team for the nor- for the notoriety and the fame. Weinstein is see- seeking female lawyers to soften his image. Johnson reports, adding that. Pamela uh, uh, McKee, who successfully defended Kobe Bryant against rape accusations, has dropped out of Weinstein's dream team after a disagreement over a fee. His first lawyer, Benjamin Bref- uh, Brathman, quit last month. People around Harvey are saying he's de- desperately trying to hire a skirt, their term for a team that he feels will soften his image, one insider said. A, a Harvey uh, Weinstein spokesman said three female lawyers are already representing this great film producer. This is like didn't Bill Cosby like if initially hire a black woman and then she quit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. It was great. It was great. It was like like it was it was all the people that defended Cosby were like, oh look, he's got this hot shot black woman. Oh man, these women women are going down. And then she quit. And everybody was like, oh wait, but she. <laughs> and he's like, but it's like worse because not only is he trying to hire a woman to give him cover, but he's like, but I'm not gonna pay you as much as a man. <laughs> And and but here's the thing: Why do you think that's not going to get out? And how do you think that's not like it's just? It, it, I just love the guys who are going to die with die with the lie, right? You didn't treat uh, female uh, uh, actresses right, and so now you're not going to treat female lawyers right, even if it means doing better. Like I'm sorry. Like, again, first of all, I'm not going to be accused of rape, and I am not going to be on trial for rape. But if somehow I was. And I was going to go with this, which is not a bad idea of getting a woman to defend you, which is probably a smart thing to do. I'm going to pay them whatever their fucking fee is. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them. It's like, all right, this sounds good. This sounds good. This sounds good but listen here, baby doll. Um, Actually, I'm going to double your fee because yeah. you have to deal with my ass. Right, 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 right. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be like, listen, 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 listen. I know what you're saying. I know you, I know you went top dollar in this, but what I'm going to do, we're going to half that. And I'm going to give you, a, he basically hit the, he hit her with the Huffington Post. I'm going to give you exposure. <laughs> like. Also, also Essence. Right. Also. Right. <laughs> also like, right. Ebony. And Ebony and, you know, everybody else. But I was like, what, what do you, what do you, what, how, what, how do you think that's smart? How do you think that's smart? How do you think that's going to be what gets you off? No pun intended. I, what are you? Like, I, I just think that it's one of the things that is, is it makes people so just like, bah, come on. You you want to shortchange. Like, I would think that the one person you don't want to shortchange is your goddamn lawyer. 
Mm-hmm. The last person you want, the last person you want to short-term your late lawyer, you're in the middle of a trial, and all of a sudden they say to him and go, uh, Your Honor, I just have to make a motion that I need to uh, recuse myself from this trial. Uh, Mr. Hart Weinstein is not paying me, so uh, his checks in cash, so uh, we're going to give him a public defender. Like, I just think that would be the last person you would want to be on the bad side. Like, you give your lawyer whatever they ask for. I just, I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Been a fucking crazy week. I need I need this year to end. I need 2019 to end. This is too much. I can't do this anymore. I'm just tired. Um. Uh, we do have an announcement. Uh, April 27th. We are doing. Yep. You're doing. You get. You and Lance are hosting the LA show for um Avengers Endgame, and then Brandon and I are doing the one out here on the East Coast. We're again. We're 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 going to get the tickets on sale on the on 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 the 15th, right? I said, I'm already changing the date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's happening. I'm already did I already <laughs> change the date on that. No, the 15th. That's right, 15th, 15th. I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking it now. It's gonna happen. Uh, but no, seriously, it'll be fun. You guys come out. We're gonna have fun watching this movie. Um, we can't wait, and we hope to see you guys all out there. So, Shannon, what do you got? What do you got coming up? Um, we are Supergirl is back this week. I'm so excited. Supergirl is so good right now. And then we also have, uh, oh, we're going to be recording The Gifted uh, at some point. Yeah, we got to figure that out. <laughs> um, Black Lightning, I think, doesn't come back for a few weeks, actually. Or it comes back, but we won't be doing recording an episode because we're doing it in chunks for right now. Although I think the doctor might be officially out. I think the doctor is done. So mm-hmm. we'll see where that goes. Um, and then we'll see. I, I also keep talking myself into doing more shows. So I'm not going to announce anything because then I'm just going to be obligated to do it. <laughs> see, it's smart. It's smart. It's a smart thing to do. Smart thing to do. Um, <clears throat> like Sandra said, we, uh, we have some premium shows coming out. Uh, one of them is a secret and it'll come out when it comes out. Tomorrow we'll be recording a Hell No Cupid with Joy. So that will come out as well. Hopefully this week. Um, uh, we I think the Flash and all of them come back like just like with all the other shows. So Deepam and I are back on the Wednesday. We'll figure out when we're gonna get the gifted done. Uh, so that is, now that it's over, we'll get that out. And shoot, around the time, we also got to do uh, Star Trek Discovery as well. We just put out a mailbag episode on Super Tuesday Recap. So listen to that. And also the second part of our car- uh, character corner with Carol Danvers and Monica Rambo is out as well on the character corner feed. So listen to those. And, um, yeah, folks, thank you so very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.